0: Is the national media growing on the Denver Broncos a little bit? We go through some national outlets, some of the recent statements about the Broncos. They prepare to open up the season against the New York Giants this Sunday. Both Sarah Benninger and myself, we also take Broncos country's questions on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the south stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by co-host Sarah Benninger. Both of us cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. And ladies and gentlemen, today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, All the parts of your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Sarah my friend, great to see you as always and obviously all of our listeners all across Broncos country. This podcast is free and available everywhere you get your podcast, not to mention here on YouTube. So make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a day's worth of Denver Broncos content. Sarah, great to see you, my man.
1: Great to see you, Cody. Yeah, man, this is this is so much fun. I love this time of year. Uh, it, it's great stuff. And the Broncos game against the Giants this week. We're finally starting to talk about, you know, matchups, things like that. And obviously we got some great questions from, from those who interact on Twitter. So thank you for those who listen. Thanks for those who engage. Thanks for those who comment on YouTube. It's just fun for Cody and I to get to interact with you, and we wouldn't have it any other way. So here we go. Absolutely. Best fans in the world is Broncos country. You know, like Sarah said, we
0: love the engagement that all of you provide. We, you know, we value what you have to say very, very much in the comment section on YouTube. So Sarah, let's get into some Broncos news and notes before we get into our Twitter Tuesday here today. The Broncos, they fulfilled their practice squad and look, filling it out, 16 players. We always thought they were going to leave a couple of spots open, but who is it that they placed as their sixteenth guy, and what position does he play? Because look, now they're loaded at that position.
1: Yeah, we got Demorne L back. I wonder what that week was like for him, just kind of having that week to shop around his services to other NFL teams, and now he gets the call back from the Denver Broncos. After you know, frankly, we didn't see a ton of him in the preseason, but I know that what we've seen from him in terms of what he did in previous NFL preseason with the with the Raiders actually, it uh, got some XFL work. If I'm if I'm recalling correctly as well. So, and obviously, you know, our friend Cameron Parker would be all about the Nebraska ties. You know, he's the only Nebraska player on the Broncos roster right now, I'm pretty sure. So he's an exciting punt return option. And I think obviously with Deontay Spencer getting the nod as the fifth wide receiver, now you've got nine wide receivers on the entire roster with the practice squad included. So that's more my speed, Cody. After cut day, when we had five guys on the team, I was just, I was a little devastated on the inside, but now you got nine guys, and, and that, that warms my heart a little bit to see.
0: Well, it all worked out for George Payton because he totally said, like, you know, we got five. We're going to add three more. Well, you know what? He's going to add four more altogether, nine total players at that position. It's a good problem to have. And, I mean, there was a point in the offseason where the Broncos had 15 wide receivers. And, you know, doing a little bit down to nine, that's still pretty darn impressive if I might say so myself. But, obviously, a guy who can contribute on special teams as a return option if, in fact, you don't want to put a guy like K.J. Hamler back there if something were to happen to Deontay Spencer, I think that having a guy like Pearson L on the back end might be a good little insurance Policy, but could you imagine the stress, Sarah, of being cut during the initial roster cuts, not getting claimed by anybody, and then now you're trying to sit there and figure out, what am I going to do? I mean, it's like, I feel like in his situation, maybe his whole life was on pause in the last week and a half. I, I can't imagine the type of stress that that might incur. But, you know, then again, that's the brutal business nature of the NFL. And, man, I'm just glad I've never had to be in that position. I feel for all these athletes that are maybe still sitting out there right now waiting for that phone call from their agent so, you know, it's obviously, I think, the the one side we don't always get a touch on. So, obviously, glad he's picked up a roster spot here. But, Sarah, you know, I wanted, to, as we get ready for the season, to kick off here the Sunday, MetLife Stadium, New York Giants, 2.25 p.m., Mountain Time kickoff. The national media, this week at least, has been showing the Broncos some love. And it, it's a little bit of a, a 360 turn because it's offseason. I, I feel like the Broncos, in terms of the national media, they were just battered and bruised by national media outlets for them not choosing a quarterback in this year's NFL draft. Uh, but now, look, Good Morning Football has given us some good love to the Denver Broncos.
1: It's really great to see. It's really great to see that. And like we've talked about you know, before, I think that you've got to go out there, you've got to make some plays, you've got to win some games in order to get that respect. And as much as I know Kyle Brandt disliked the Broncos' decision to pass on Justin Fields, I think Patrick Sertan going out there and making the big plays that he did in his first preseason game with the Broncos was a huge reason why, why Kyle Brandt picked him as his defensive rookie of the year. Year pick and you know for us in Broncos country it's kind of difficult to see the path there because just like with you know if we were predicting maybe Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler to be like the offensive player of the year in the NFL that doesn't seem uh you know very likely based on the fact that they've got some studs ahead <clears throat> excuse me ahead of them on the depth chart right so with Pat Ser- Patrick Sertan you know him getting the defensive rookie of the year prediction is really exciting to see just based on the fact that we know he's got some guys ahead of him on the depth chart. Definitely some more star power in the defensive backfield, and he's gonna have to earn his way. He's gonna have to definitely earn his stripes. But I think there is a path to him getting there. You know, we talked about him in his role for this season as really being the guy who's gonna shut down Travis Kelsey, shut down Darren Waller, be that that tight end stopper that the Denver Broncos simply have not had in the last however many years. You can go back a long, long way. Um, for for how long they've been searching for that guy. So if he can come in and do that, make some plays along the way, get a couple interceptions, maybe a pick six here or there. I'm just being a little greedy right now trying to pick and choose off the stat tree, but I, I would love to see that, and I think it would be an awesome awesome year for him, obviously, if he was able to win Defensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, and I know many people at Pro Football Network, many of our staffers there, they also selected Patrick Sertan as their Rookie of the Year for the defensive side of the ball. You know, you look at guys like Micah Parsons, you know, you can factor in J.C. Horn, who went above Patrick Sertan. Always an interesting one to kind of figure out the decision as to why the Panthers went with Horn over Sertan, but you know what? Hey, the Broncos got a really damn good player, and I'm excited to see him play this upcoming season. Broncos country, let us know who you think your Offensive Rookie and Defensive Rookie of the year in the NFL? Could it be a Patrick Sertan? Could it be a Javante Williams? Sarah and I were always eager for those kind of things in the comment section down below here on YouTube. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to answer your questions that you send in on Twitter at Cody Work NFL at LockdownBroncos, at Sarah Benninger. But before we do that, folks, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And it is game week. Broncos country. The Broncos getting ready to take on the New York Jets on the road and it's that time of the year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron for the start of football season and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this upcoming season. You get all the updated odds, props and contests including the online half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest which are all open now. BetOnline.ag and be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo where you can bet on the Thursday night opener between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when they sign up using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, sir, let's have some fun here. Let's open things up here for Twitter Tuesday. and Broncos country, this is going to be a huge thing about what we do every single week. We may alternate a mailbag Monday. We may alternate Twitter Tuesdays. A lot of it depends on the Broncos game on Sunday, so it's hard to get that mailbag in. So Twitter Tuesday gives you a chance to send in your Broncos questions to both Sarah and myself at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos and also at Sarah Bettinger. And let's start things off, Sarah. I mean, who is our first question here today?
1: Got a great question, Cody, from from our good friend Ty Walden uh, at TyFlyGuy15 on Twitter. Which Bronco on offense and defense will be key to winning this game on Sunday?
0: Ooh, that's a good one, Ty. You know, I'm going to answer this one, Sarah, and I'll let you give your thoughts on it if you want to as well. But for the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. And I know yesterday on lockdown Broncos, you talked him up as being the guy that's going to have a really breakout year for the Broncos, which right, rightfully so. I think he can. I think he's in a great position to. He looked good so far in the preseason action, the limited action we saw from him. Hopefully he can maintain that type of energy. I think he'll be key to open up the season. I think the easy answer will be Teddy Bridgewater, right? Because you got to command the huddle. And look, that New York Giants defense is no slouch of defense. They're a tough defense. They're one of the best units last year in the NFL in terms of being underrated as well. Their secondary is loaded. It's going to be a little bit interesting to see how things go, though. No Dory Jackson, to my understanding, this week here for the Giants. So maybe the Broncos can take advantage of some matchups. Defensive side of the ball. Look, uh, how uh, where do we put it on? You know, right? Because I think there's so much unknown. Oh, we don't even know if Saquon Barkley's playing yet, sir. So it's like if Saquon Barkley's playing, I think the biggest player or the the player is going to be most critical for the Broncos to win will probably be Shelby Harris, Dr- Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, the linebackers. I can't just choose just one because ultimately the whole entire defense going to have to make stops. So it's really hard to kind of just pick one guy because you know, as we say, eleven on eleven. There's so many moving parts. And you could have 11 guys, you know, 10 guys doing the right thing. One guy doesn't do the right thing. You can come back and bite you. So that's a really hard question to answer. Do you have anything on that that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, it's a very tough question to narrow it down to just one guy. I think that um, offensively, you know, I think about, man, who's the best player on that Giants defense that's going give, to give our guys fits. Um, and I think Leonard Williams is one of the premier defensive players in the NFL right now. Just a tremendously underrated interior pass rusher. So I'm going to say – Dalton Reisner you've got to prevent Leonard Williams you know when you're lined up against him at least you've got to prevent Leonard Williams from getting at Teddy Bridgewater I agree with you Cody Teddy Bridgewater to me is the low-hanging fruit for that question I think he's clearly the most important player for the Broncos in this game to winning the game he has to come out and play well Um, but I think defensively to me, it's it's my guy Von Miller, you know. Von Miller's kind of been my spirit animal since he came into the league. I love Von Miller. I know Broncos country loves Von Miller. Future Hall of Famer, future Ring of Famer, coming off injury. Everything that we've been hearing so far is that, you know, he's been dominating training camp practices yeah. once again. And when was the last time that Von Miller didn't do that, you know. But he's got an opportunity to go up against a, a pretty bad offensive line, for the Giants and a quarterback in Daniel Jones that really, really has struggled to make good decisions under pressure. So to me, Von Miller is the key for this, and especially if Saquon Barkley plays as well. We know Von Miller can set the edge, he can play the run, he can limit uh, limit the running game for on his side of the field. And so, I think Von Miller for me, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with kind of the easier pick there, the star player, the superstar Von Miller. He's my key on defense to winning the game.
0: Hey, you can't go wrong there, Sarah. I'm going to throw another question to you here from at Leo Casados. He says, will the offense score more than 20 points on Sunday? I mean, right now, Sarah, it's kind of hard to guess, but I mean, in, in the ideal situation, let's say best case scenario, how do you see things playing out for the Broncos on the offensive side of the ball? Absolute best case.
1: Best case scenario, Cody, I think we see them score at least 30 points in this game. You know, I don't mean to shortchange the New York Giants defense, but like you said, some injuries in the secondary there. I think that there's definitely an opportunity for this wide receiver group to absolutely feast uh, on the Giants secondary. And I know that You know, every team is an NFL team comprised of NFL players, yada, yada, yada. I think the Giants have some good guys back there, James Bradbury being one of them. But I think that the Denver Broncos wide receiver group is simply too good. And I think that if Teddy Bridgewater is simply able to play, you know, even even just a baseline you know, level of what he's capable of doing, limiting the turnovers, we saw in preseason play. And granted, it was against second and third string guys most of the time. Some first stringers mixed in there in the three games that he played. But there was not very many times when Teddy Bridgewater didn't orchestrate a touchdown drive. So I, I think if you're looking at best-case scenario, I think you're looking at a minimum of 30 points in this game. But I don't know. If, do you agree with me on that one? I mean, I
0: like it. I mean, it, it's cliche, but you know what? You, the team that scores the most points wins. <laughs> I know. that I'm not going to go the low-hanging fruit there. But I agree. You yeah. know, I think that if the Broncos can come out and run the ball effectively, Sarah, as you mentioned, look, and they could capitalize, right? Because I think the biggest key, and we'll talk about this in our pregame show here this week, but – being able to punch it in when you get in the red zone. That's something that the Broncos struggled with doing consistently enough last year. If the Broncos' rushing attack is doing well, and let's say they're able to get a couple of touchdowns on the ground and Teddy's able to orchestrate some drives where they get in the red zone or you know they have a big play and at least more touchdowns, I think Denver can score 30 points here. We don't know until we know, right? And the reality is coming into this, we don't know what the Giants' defense is going to look like here in 2021 in comparison to how good it looked in 2020. There were moments that they looked really dang good. But the reality is it's a different NFL season, so we're not even going to have much of a baseline just yet. So I think that if the Broncos scored, I think it's standard based on what we've seen from them last year. If Debra scored score 30 points or, you know, or even 26 or point, more points in this game, I'm going to be pleased because it sounds like a little bit of a step in terms forward from where this team has been. So – Something I'm keeping my eye on there uh, in terms of that. So that's a great question there, Leo.
1: Definitely, and I've got another question to to throw to you, Cody, from Raul at Raul Mont Montero C R on uh, on Twitter here. Saquon Barkley or Kenny Galladay, who do you view as the bigger threat, Cody, to the Denver Broncos Ooh. defense?
0: You know, both are, are very talented players. And, and like I said, here to open up the show, we're not quite sure yet if Saquon Barkley will play in this game. I mean, I'd be very hard-pressed not to see him week one, but we'll have to see what Joe Judge decides to do. He's taking the Patriot way with his handling of this, so I think we'll find out. Um, but, you know, thinking of it from the standpoint, where the Broncos kind of have this, this question at defensively, it's really hard to say because they have a lot of talent, right? And when we look at that potential, and on paper, it looks like the secondary is going to be good, the run defense is going to be good, If anybody, though, I feel like it's going to be Saquon Barkley you really have to worry about at times, right? Because, look, the Broncos, they like to be aggressive on defense. They like to blitz, and they like to send different stunt packages. So when you're executing a tackle defensive end twist – You know, if you don't close that gap in time, there's an open alley there. And look, Saquon Barkley, you can't tackle him up high. You have to try to wrap him up and then gang tackle him. And that's exactly what the Broncos have to do here. They have to rally. It has to be a pursuit effort here. I'm going to go with Saquon on this one. Do you differ or do you feel like Kenny Galladay's might be that bigger difference maker for the Broncos defense, you know, in terms of having to stop?
1: You know, I I definitely agree with you on Saquon Barkley being the bigger threat, even coming off the ACL injury and this being his first game back, which we'll – can cycle it all the way back to when von miller said that he didn't want his first game back to be on a turf field and specifically (laughs) i think this field um it's kind of worrisome if you're a new york giants fan to have saquon making his debut on this field but i mean that's his home field so what do you do um i i still view him as the much bigger threat i think when he's fully healthy and at this point again like you said it's very difficult to know whether or not that's the case but if he is fully healthy He's an absolute tank, and, and he's got the combination of speed, vision, elusiveness in the open field. He breaks tackles. He'll drive you nuts in that way. I think Kenny Galladay is a very, very good, um, you know, ex-receiver. He's not necessarily, like, in the elite tier. I don't think he's on Cortland Sutton's level by any means, even though he's produced quite a bit. He's also, by the way, I think his status is also in doubt for this game, along with Evan Ingram. So. The Giants are already they're already struggling in the injury department, but for me it's Saquon. He's got the most star power on this team. They really decided that they were going to build around him, and so I think for me he's definitely that guy that that inspires the most uh, you know, fear in in an opposing defense.
0: Absolutely. And that was a great question there by Raul and Broncos Country. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll get to the rest of the questions that you sent in to us on Twitter. But before we do that, let me tell you about the two other sponsors. Of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos are good friends with their rockauto.com and DirecTV. Now with rockauto.com, if you need anything for your vehicle, rockauto.com has everything from all the parts that you may need for your vehicle that many local chain auto parts stores don't have. So why should you have to wait around and wait for a part to be delivered to that auto chain store? when well, you can have it delivered directly to your doorstep. That's the value. That rockauto.com brings to the table, not to mention their family owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, 20 years of reliable service. And anytime I've gone with rockauto.com, they have delivered pun intended as well, Broncos country. And whether it's, you know, for a, a brand new leather steering wheel cover as the, the sun and the heat here in Colorado melts black leather way or even a brand new what I just recently ordered from rockauto.com was a sun shield that keeps the sun rays out of my vehicle and prevents me from going into you know a little bit of shock here from the sauna feeling sitting in this Colorado weather and rockauto.com is my go to not to mention the prices are always reliably low whether you're professional or a do it yourself I want you to go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car truck and write lockdown Broncos in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and also our good friends over there direct tv stream now today i want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and that's direct tv stream they bring you live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before which means that you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place and the best part there's no annual contract so stop waiting and get your tv together with direct tv stream and you can learn more at direct tv.com that's right DirectTV.com. all right so hey let's continue on today's episode lockdown broncos jumping into the fourth quarter action here today continuing on here with twitter tuesday raul had just led us into this final portion of today's show with a great question i'm going to open it up to you here from jake shepherd at jake shep 1285 on twitter he says which player that we didn't see last year for the broncos are you most excited to watch whether it be a rookie a free agent signing or an injured player who do you have because i mean there's so many i feel like that we could choose from
1: there really are. There's, there's so many players. It could be any number. I've got to go with Cortland Sutton, though. To me, Cody, and I mentioned this on a previous episode, I think Cortland Sutton is the best player on the entire roster in Denver, and I really believe that. I think that he's just got such a dynamic combination. Of, of ball skills you know he's got some deceptive after the catch ability and speed he's got strong hands he's a leader um, he's the emotional heart and soul of the team I just think that everything that he brings to the table he's the number one guy and I think they could have with you know I think they, they could have gotten through the 2020 season without Von Miller, as we saw Malik Reed came in and played very well. Bradley Chubb still played very well. The defense as a whole ramped up its, you know, its sack numbers from the previous season. I think when Cortland Sutton went down in that Pittsburgh Steelers game, I think that the, the entire offense was kind of just like, well, what now? <laughs> you know, I mean, he was yeah. the guy. He was the leader. And so for him to go down last season was absolutely catastrophic. For him to be back this season, big time. I mean – I don't know that any NFL team made a bigger addition in 2021 than the Denver Broncos uh, getting Cortland Sutton back in their lineup.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you there. He's a great selection because I think he amplifies regardless of who's at quarterback. And, and you know, there were uh couple of national personalities that said that uh, Cortland Sutton had played with Trevor Simeon, Pax, and Lynch and you know, made those guys look good. He never played with them but I imagine he make those guys look good if he actually did so uh, we'll leave that kind of where it is. I'm going to go with the rookie side here. I'm going to go with Patrick Sertan. Look, you know, Sarah, I'm excited to see what role the Broncos have envisioned for him. I know we talked about it in yesterday's episode, Lockdown Broncos but maybe being able to see what it actually is and how often he moves around, whether he's going to stay outside, whether he's going to just play primarily in the dime. I mean, that to me, I think is the biggest key for what I'm looking at here in terms of who I'm most excited for. So I think that is a great one. Obviously, Jake, thank you for your question. That is a fantastic one there.
1: I love it. I love it, Cody. And, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got another good one here. So I'm, I'm interested to see what your thought in, on this is. And we kind of touched on it earlier in the show a little bit when we were talking about how many points, you know, potentially the offense could score. But Raji, at Raji Raj on Twitter um, asked this question. What's the baseline for a good game? Quote, unquote, from Teddy on Sunday.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Well, you know, I don't want to be basic, like, you know, protect the football, right? No turnovers. If he can protect the football and if he can lead promising drives where the Broncos come away with points, you know, whether that's field goals, whether that's touchdowns, I think that's exactly what you need. You need a guy that's going to manage the game, and not necessarily just manage the game and just hoping that everything else falls together. I mean, manage the game, take control of that huddle, march the guys downfield and inspire confidence. I think for a baseline, you know, protecting the football, that's one thing Teddy Bridgewater's been known for, is protecting the football and keeping it safe. I think you need to see a lot of that. For me, that's the baseline I'm looking at. What are you looking at?
1: You know, I think I, when I see that kind of question, I think immediately statistically. So I'm thinking like 66 completion percentage. You know, at least 230 yards, at least you know, at least a couple touchdowns, um, and like you mentioned, no interceptions. Um, I think that's exactly what we're ex- we need to expect out of Teddy Bridgewater, based on the fact that the coaching staff chose him for that exact reason. They chose him why? High completion percentage guy over the course of his career. Um, perceived that he takes better care of the ball or at least makes better decisions with the ball on a consistent basis than drew lock right i know last season that wasn't necessarily the case kind of competed with drew lock in the turnover department but over the course of the you know the larger sample size that we have from teddy much more you know capable of taking care of the football in that regard and so i think those are two major things that we're looking from him but again going back to what we talked about with how many points the offense can score i expect productivity out of the offense i don't necessarily expect teddy bridgewater to go out there and be chucking you know five or six 50 yard bombs in this game and we don't need him to do that that's not an, that's not a reasonable Expectation. A reasonable expectation is like you said take care of the football, be efficient with the offense, keep things on schedule, very few three and outs. I expect those kind of things from a guy that you chose because he can do those things or because you say or believe that he can do those things. You know, if it's about Entire body of work. If it's about the practices against the Minnesota Vikings and how he looked against their first team defense, then we need to see Teddy Bridgewater come out there and limit those kinds of things. Keep Sam Martin off the field unless he's holding for an extra point. Those types of things are what I'm looking for from Teddy Bridgewater. Few three and outs, high completion percentage, efficient offense, and scoring points. Like you said, the team with the most points, they're going to win the game. So I think the Broncos need Teddy Bridgewater to go out there and run this offense well right away.
0: I think those are some really good points there, Sarah. And I got one final question here. I'm not sure how we can English. Cause look, good morning football. They posed the question in 2021, Bradley Chubb Von Miller will be the NFL's leading sack duo instead of duo. I, I'm going to look at the Broncos body work here. Could the Broncos maybe have the NFL's leading sack trio factor in Malik Reed, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. Is that seeming a little bit more realistic than just the duo piece? Because i I look at a team in Tampa Bay right now and I think, okay, hey, maybe they might have a trio that might compete and and might have just as much talent. Shaquille Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, and now Joe Tryon. I mean, I feel like between these three trios, between the Broncos three and Tampa Bay's three, I can't think of a better three man rotation in the NFL than what Denver and Tampa Bay has.
1: It's really impressive. It's really impressive, Cody. And and obviously Tampa Bay has got Shaquille Barrett. And so I know so many Broncos fans are disappointed to see him, him leave the team and, and now you've got Malik Reed really kind of coming up in that same exact fashion. And we talk about Andre Mintz in the preseason and how he's wearing number forty eight as sort of an homage to Shaquille Barrett. And, and Shaquille Barrett, you know, actually wears fifty eight, I think, as an homage to Von Miller as well. So these guys, these these pass rushers, they're tight knit. For for the Broncos, I think I agree with you, Cody. I don't think it's necessarily about whether or not Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can lead the league in sacks. I think it's if you include a guy like Malik Reed in that mix, you lead the league in sacks with those three guys, because I think Malik Reed is going to get plenty of run this season. You know, we obviously want to see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb out on the field as much as possible. But at the same time, how do you keep a talent like Malik Reed off the field? You don't just put him in as a break-in case of emergency type of player. That guy's proven now that he deserves to be in your lineup, in your rotation, not stealing snaps, but playing meaningful snaps nonetheless, right? So I think that there's definitely a possibility that trio really – this is the first time. I mean, I I know we saw him up for a brief period of time in 2019, but this is really the first time we're seeing – a healthy Von Miller, healthy Bradley Chubb together and and Malik Reed as well, now having two seasons to really get his feet wet in the NFL. I think Broncos fans deserve to be very very excited about this group.
0: Absolutely. And Broncos country, let us know what you think in the comment section down below. Could the Broncos have one of the best pass rushing trios? In the NFL, in terms of leading overall sacks, that's a big thing that we're looking at this upcoming season. But with that said, Broncos Country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Stay tuned because we have a Locked On Broncos, Locked On Giants crossover episode coming with Patricia Treyna, host of the Locked On Giants podcast. We're going to preview this week's matchup, we're going to bring it here exclusively, the Locked On Broncos podcast.